Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Happy 420, Brett Siffling. Happy 420. Sending this out to a few people, see how many people we can uh, see in the live stream. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm going to do, uh, do the same thing right now. Um, you surviving the, uh, the home quarantine, Brett? I am thriving, as I like to call it. Nice. I'm over surviving. We're now thriving. Well, you're now thriving. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm an outdoor person. The the no video games thing. It's I've never been so close to buying a Nintendo Switch or something. <laughs> we luckily just picked one up right before this all started. Oh my god. investment ever. I I swear you must you probably sell those at like 100% market right now. <laughs> yeah, probably good. You can't yeah. find puzzles anywhere. But yeah, Mario Party and Mario Kart for the win. Totally. So much fun. Yeah, that's too good. We'll we'll give give people a few minutes to to log on here. Uh, it should be on my story as well. So we're going to be talking about um, all things cannabis today, guys and gals. Um, so a lot about like just the current state of the market, uh, where we're at with legalization, um, you know, how we view um, investing in the space and, and where it's moving forward. Um, and maybe even some some of our favorite companies that we uh, we're looking at um, or ways to basically benefit um, from the rise of the industry, which is inevitably what we think is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a space that has been battered, and you know, with the with the legalization of marijuana or cannabis, people maybe got a little overexcited at the beginning, and um, you know, maybe it's not the internet boom and bust but um there's definitely definitely a boom and bust (laughs) it definitely was a boom and bust that's for sure um well yeah well uh i know brett kind of just outlined what we're going to talk about um just a few thing on disclosures we're going to be talking about um individual companies we're going to be talking about the industry um you know we don't recommend uh necessarily following this advice definitely consult with your advisor at gk if you have any questions regarding all this stuff marijuana the cannabis industry is super risky. Some of the largest companies are down over 60% in the past year. So just know um, you don't want to act on your own. You don't want to necessarily take um, this as advice. We may own some companies. We may not. We may not. Our positions may change. So just keep keep that in mind and, and always reach out to us if you have any questions. That's that's what we're here for. And um, that's that's why we're talking. So yeah. Totally. And, you know, starting off with this, this boom and bust, I mean, uh, you know, what are some of the returns, Ben, that are, have actually happened over the past, you know, couple of years or, or how, where are we currently at right now? Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> looking at some, some of the bigger companies and uh, Aurora Cannabis is one that jumped out to me that that's one of the bigger companies and some of the marijuana ETS that we'll talk about in a minute, but Aurora Cannabis down 92% over the past year. Kronos, one of the more well-known ones down 62%. Uh, Tilray, which many of you may have been following as you watched it jump from $6 to two fifty, back to $6. <laughs> uh, that's down 87% in the past year. Um, a more well-known one that a lot of, uh, mutual funds actually hold GW pharmaceuticals. That's not down as much down 34%. So, uh, real bad. Um, we thought, you know, we thought the S and P going down 34% and coming back to where it's at now, only down about 10 to 12 year to date was bad, but, uh, no, the 
the cannabis companies are clearly pretty pretty risky. Yeah. And what happened was there's was basically just like a race when this all started that, you know, people thought legalization might have been a little bit um, easier than um, than it actually is. And, you know, like we forget here in California that pot is is not legal all over the rest of the United States. And, and a lot of places you can't buy cannabis. Um, like we just walk into a store in California and you can just buy it as a retail customer. Um, like right next door in Arizona, not even possible. It's not even yeah. a thing. Um, so a lot of the times we forget that, um, one, it's not legal everywhere. And um, a lot of what's happening, too, is, is the tax issue um, of California, you know, overcharging with taxes, too, and forcing a lot of people into the black market. Um, it's been, you know, kind of modeled out that maybe over half or even two thirds of the actual cannabis sales are still happening on that black market. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we only have nine, although two thirds of people approve of recreational marijuana in the United States. Okay. Two thirds of people, only nine states have legalized it recreationally, only 29 medically. And um, there's recently, some of you may have heard about the Moore Act, Kamala Harris, and we'll see, maybe Biden picks, uh, picks her as uh, his VP, um, just because he did mention he's going to pick a woman. So could be her. She's one of the front runners. But um, basically, it de-schedules marijuana at the federal level so no more federal influence like we're still going through these weird times right now where you have to pay cash to buy weed right you you can't use a credit card and you know we you know we're trying to help a lot of our clients in this industry but a lot of them we can't even take or uh it's more challenging to work with just because it is a cash business and so um it's no more federal influence it's letting the states do what they want to do um expunges a lot of prior marijuana convictions for people. And there's definitely people that are sitting in jail today right now that should not be in jail. Um, and we need to be do, doing something about it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see, obviously things are changing. Um, New York still hasn't even legalized marijuana recreationally. I know that was a big surprise. Yeah, that you, was Brett. surprise. Yeah, definitely. But the, New York, the, I thought it was already done. Yeah. The initiative's on there. So, um, you know, New Mexico, Connecticut, some, some other places. I mean, it's, it's, it's inevitable. Um, yeah, and it kind of seems consistent through the entire, you know, legalization thought process is that they really just want to end this war on drugs. And that's what they're trying to do. And so they're really offering, you know, um, like we were sent a really cool LA Business Journal article recently um, that was talking about the application process and how they're actually helping people who are convicted of cannabis, um, you know, whatever it was for that are, they're now trying to go the legal route and trying to open up a shop, for example, and they're kind of expediting those people to try to get their lives back on track, which I thought was super interesting. Yeah. And I probably trust those people more than the MedMen people at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> MedMen is, is, is run by a decent amount of pretty questionable people. <laughs> so um, I'd, I'd probably be more, more intrigued having someone that's just trying to get their business started. Yeah, that's a great point. And then while we're on the topic of MedBen, like they've really been the most visible, I would say, at least in California and a lot across the U.S. as like the main brand. You know, they were they're kind of framing themselves as like the Apple store of cannabis. And you walk in and they have these big glass, um, you know, display tables. And it's a very, very great like consumer experience. But it's like a perfect example of that what you like like as a consumer or what you think is great as a consumer does not always mean that it's actually a great investment and like couldn't say that to a t i mean they were the (laughs) first mover advantage they have their signs everywhere all over la 
and turned out to be a terrible investment and something that we bailed on very early. Totally. No, it's, it, that was like the first time when I was like hearing the client, hearing clients that definitely didn't strike me as the, you know, regular marijuana users all of a sudden they're like, Oh yeah, I went to MedMen and loved the experience. And I'm sure they got oversold <laughs> and probably paid yeah. 200 bucks for who knows what, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's pretty, <laughs> it's an interesting company. No, I was actually doing some reading too. Like literally these guys, Okay, that started men men um big executives they like have these multi-million dollar mansions that like they had company stock leaned against it and now you know you're going to start seeing some collections there as the the stock has just absolutely gotten gotten obliterated so yeah um and that was the biggest thing was they you know overspent a lot um like that again seems to be a common theme with all of these cannabis companies they're all trying to be the first movers they all spent a ton of cash yeah. Um, MedMen specifically, a lot of that compensation went to management. Um, yeah. and you know, they're not only management. at this management, but then now they're only not trying to use that. Um, you know, they use the stock against their own homes, but they're also trying to pay suppliers now with stock because they don't have any more money in the bank. And there's a lot of rumors about that and suppliers, you know, posting messages, um, just basically ratting them out, which is insane. Um, and since, you know, they've, they're starting to restructure, I think it's only like a $40 million company at this point. Um, yeah. But they still have like two or three hundred million in debt on the books. And so they're trying to restructure this. A lot of it's owned by actually a hedge fund here in Santa Monica um, with ties to other cannabis companies. So there's some you know, interesting ways where that that may specifically play out. It's it's a great it's a great brand. I mean, it, it is it, it is crazy. Like Danger Band just just has like, how do they not have money? Right. Like they charge <laughs> such a large premium. But I mean, you talk about their stores that they have, you talk about all the money they spend on branding and awareness. And like, yes, it definitely has created this brand, but you can only lose so much money for so long. I mean, take WeWork in a completely different industry. Everyone knows who WeWork is, but you know, WeWork is looking like it's on its way out and the, the coronavirus doesn't, doesn't help WeWork where, uh, or <laughs> it definitely may, uh, it, it definitely may help the cannabis industry, which is why, uh, you know, part of the reason why we're, we're talking about it now, because, I mean, how crazy is this? Like, you know, we still have 40 states that marijuana is not legal, right? And marijuana just became legal in a lot of these states just in the past couple of years, right? It is now considered an essential good. Yeah. Like, that is so <laughs> wild. Like, I still can't get over that. Like, essential how service. Quick, how quickly it's changed. Like, I still remember, like, you know, growing up in middle school that like marijuana was as bad as, you know, every other drug. And now it's considered an essential good in California like that. It's it's crazy how quickly things can change. Yeah, it, it is absolutely wild. Um, and while we're kind of on the disastrous stories of MedMen, might as well talk about Tilray too, since we brought it up in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, um, this is another, you know, perfect example of something that you know the mainstream media almost and a lot of people like retail investors and Robinhood traders were you know buying this company hand over fist um, thinking that it was a great investment and that it was going up every day and that's actually you know it, it wasn't going up every day because it was a great investment per se but because of the actual capital structure of the company it was more of, of supply and demand that there was only so many shares out there available and yeah. so what happens is when you have a craze like this right you get these parabolic moves where ev everyone's chasing only so many shares and it's it's kind of the greater fool theory where you know at some point this is going to end yeah. um i mean it's have you seen it come back down it's already back down to what six yeah it's sitting somewhere around there let's see what it is right now but yeah i mean it's <laughs> i swear it was like got 10 points every day for like 
multiple days and it was just, it was insane. It was only a matter of time. So yeah, we're back up to 680 now on MedMen. I mean, it's just me on, uh, on Tilray. Tilray. <laughs> very far from 680 on Med, yeah. MedMen. <laughs> and so, yeah, and you guys can see it's very hard to, to find quality companies, right, in this space. And so, uh, you know, investing in individual cannabis companies is extremely risky. It's extremely hard to find, you know, who are going to be the best players. So, you know, what are some other ways that you can play the industry, Ben? Yeah, there, there are ETFs that are out there. So you, you hear about ETFs, um, obviously, in just like the equity space or in the bond space, but there are some uh, marijuana ETFs out there. MJ is the most popular, most well-known one. Um, look, this thing is still volatile, okay? We talk about ETFs being less uh, volatile. Talk about ETFs being uh, you know, easier to deal with than individual stocks, but this thing is still down 25%, um, or 65% in the past year. So it's like... You and if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know what ETFs are either, they're basically a basket of stocks. Um, so it's a basket of stocks where you don't have to pick an individual company, but you can basically own the whole basket. And so, the you know, hopefully as the industry grows and, and as all of the companies in the basket grow, it's a, a less risky way to try to, to benefit from that industry. Yep. And, and yeah, you get to own multiple companies because it's, it's hard to tell you know exactly what company is going to be successful. Like there are certain ones that we think are more intriguing than others. Um, take a company like Kronos who actually has cash, right? It is like totally. the opposite of MedMen, right? When you look at, when you look at a company like Kronos, um, they have one and a half billion in cash um, and there may be opportunities for them to like pick up some of these smaller companies that have been substantially battered. Yeah, and we've this is someone we've talked to their management, and they plan on being very nimble with this cash. They do pick up other players, which now they're in an excellent position to do so. Um, you know, while all these companies are starving for cash, they seem to be the one that's kind of the one darling that's standing out in the light. Yeah, definitely, and and yeah, as uh, as the great Matafarian Jay, uh, still risky if you got a basket of stocks. Couldn't 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 agree more. Um, Definitely. Obviously, these companies are all risky. But so what do you think? What do you think, Brett? Like kind of let's talk about post Corona intense staying at home. Obviously, well, like things are going to change. But, you know, there's been this huge demand for cannabis just in the past couple of weeks. Right. So, yeah. I do have to worry. It uh, looks like your camera yeah, fell there, sorry. Ben, just so you know. But um, I do you know, have to worry that since a lot of the shops and, like, the MedMens are, are kind of closed or people aren't really going to them, that a lot of these sales are going to the black market. Yeah. Um, just because, they're you know, people can get it for cheaper. Um, and essentially, you know, they're delivering usually anyway. So if I had to assume, um, that's where it would be coming from. Um, but, you know, we have no way to actually tell what the actual data is going to be because obviously it's, it's the black market. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there was a couple studies out there um, that I found interesting that if California would have actually just lowered the taxes um, to an appropriate amount and not charged an absurd amount, then maybe they would have captured some of that market. For sure. um, but, you know, I can definitely see an increase. Um, it's going to be interesting to see an increase in usage that is, but it's going to be interesting to see as like Kronos and these other companies come out with earnings this season, um, how that's going to diverge. Because I'm, I'm wondering at this point if, if we do get the economy back open at least somewhat. And these companies are posting major numbers. We continue with the legalization. Like, you know, all of a sudden, this could be a great turnaround story. Totally, totally. I mean, right now, like, w there's a lot of people that are just saying, 
heck with it. Like, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do tomorrow? Like, it's just, you see, even during recessions, right? You see an increased use of alcohol, right? Like you've seen people actually turn to that stuff during uncertain and difficult times. And, and yeah, they're not going to Disneyland. So, you know, maybe they're buying some <laughs> cannabis and, and obviously deliveries are up. And this is what's kind of interesting. I wonder if a company like Lyft or a company like Uber um, tries to partner with a cannabis delivery company, right? Interesting. That's yeah. kind of an interesting thought because obviously there's not very many people taking Ubers, right? Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's an interesting time for sure. Um, so I do want to go back to the right, ETF yeah, space though, because there's one thing I wanted to mention. So there's like MJ isn't just purely cannabis either. There are some smaller ETFs that are more like pure play, um, only specific focus on cannabis companies. MJ has a lot of like what I call fat. So, um, you know, you have to be okay with also investing in like Ultria, for example, which is a large position of MJ, which is basically just cigarettes and, and jewel. So like that is um, a con to that ETF that I don't like about it. Um, there's also, you know, like GWPH, which we talked about is actually a biotech or pharmaceutical company um, that's focusing a lot on epilepsy drugs. Um, so, you know, there's other ones like um, that come to mind, like THCX, which is a more of like a pure play. Um, but again, those have been hit just as hard. Just as hard for sure. Um, so, you know, I heard we'll, we'll start to get into some questions. I know we've seen seen a few coming through, but uh, one was on one was on IIPR. So IIPR is interesting. That's the, it's really the REIT of cannabis companies. Okay. It's your real estate play, right? So rather than actually owning these companies that, you know, sell cannabis or anything like that, you actually can own the real estate that these cannabis companies are utilizing, right? So they basically buy the property from cannabis companies. They rent it back to them. It's that simple. And then they basically just free up this cash flow and allows them to acquire more properties. And who knows, like, during these times where certain properties are going out of business and people are having a lot of trouble, um, you know, they're going to be able to swoop up buildings at cheap prices. So it's, it's an intriguing, intriguing one for sure. Yeah, totally. And that's why the cannabis companies like working with IIPR innovative industrials is because now they get that property off their books. Right. And so they can free up that cash, use it for, you know, either to survive because they, they overspent in the beginning or, or whatever they need to do to expand. Um, and they're charging a much higher IPR is charging a much higher cap rate is what they call um, yep. of collecting rent from the actual cannabis companies than they would make on a normal building because of just the risk associated with the energy or so with the industry. So like you're seeing that um, that specific company, it's, you know, growing its dividends crazy, but it's also yeah. actually almost trading like a growth stock that's increasing in value significantly over time. It's kind of, you know, the best yeah. of, of both worlds in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, then another question we had, um, you know, what do you think about Altria? It's, it's, um, it's, it, it's kind of, it's a little different, right? Because you got Altria who actually sells cigarettes, who actually sells yeah. like the vaping products and all of that. But then you got the alcohol side of the business, right? So it's, it's one of those, just like, we don't like cigarettes. You yeah. know? I'll, I'll say when it comes down to it, we just, we, we really don't like cigarettes as much. And like, I don't want to own a company that is, that is selling a bunch of tobacco products. Like I think we think there's that clear movement away from tobacco. Um, obviously they own some good wine brands there as well. Um, so, you know, maybe a little bit resilient and the company has been around for a while, but you know, when we're, when we're talking cannabis and we're talking opportunities, like don't think Altria is necessarily as, as much of the opportunity. Yeah. Definitely not. I'd echo everything that you'd said there. Um, yeah, not something that I'd want to be in necessarily. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, um, we did have a question on the new CBD guidelines that came out um, that yeah. someone sent in beforehand. Um, we had not really heard much about them before that. And so we kind of looked into it a little bit. And what it kind of seems like and what's happening in the CBD industry is that, you know, everyone and their mother is basically going out and trying to create a CBD brand, whether that's a lotion, a tincture, a pill, whatever it is. And they're just slapping saying, oh, CBD, you know, it's going to cure the world. It's going <laughs> to cure anxiety, make you sleep better. You're going to eat better. And you're basically going to feel like God. If yeah. you take this. And so what the FDA is saying is that you can't do that if it's, you know, like you can't just say that it's going to cure all these things and do all these things for people when it's simply just not true. And you just haven't done studies, scientific studies on this. And totally. so I think that they're just getting a little bit more strict with the guidelines saying, hey, if you guys continue to do this, like we're going to come after you. Yeah, I mean, it needed to happen, right? It's definitely I, I feel like it does both, right? It gives you energy, but it helps you sleep. Like, I, I, I don't know how it does both, right? Like, obviously, there's different kinds, but it's, it's totally, it's insane. Um, what, what, about, what about cheap oil? Um, CBD oil? Is that, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> what about this? Stimulus checks being spent on weed. I can definitely see that. You know, people are going out just buying ridiculous things already. Um, yeah. But this is a good point. You know, they did a very, very good job at adapting to just, like, curbside delivery. And I believe that they've almost relaxed, um, you know, the regulation on that just in California, just like you can buy um, alcohol and not take it out of a restaurant for takeout. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like they kind of lightened up on the, the delivery as well. Um, but, you know, it seems like they're, you know, using safe practices and, and just like any other food delivery service like that. You know, like you said, maybe they do do an Uber Eats or something, you know, yeah. um, combination. Someone needs to like integrate all the apps into one app that like they pick everything up for you, right? Like get your toilet paper, get your cannabis, <laughs> get your food. And yeah, <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely funny. Um, let's see. I'm looking, looking what else we got here. Do these um, guys know we're live right now? Yes, we know we're live. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, exactly. There's always so many questions we can exactly. see. I know, exactly. Um, um, yeah, I think, I think this is a great, um, you know, most, most small cannabis companies, you know, were, were early entry, they're over leveraged, right? We're seeing that, right? That was, that was MedMen. Um, MedMen, they came out, they spent a bunch of money, they tried to become the brand and, you know, they probably just wanted to sell out, right? They just wanted to sell out at, at the peak and just everything got too much more expensive. There's too many players, they spent too much money and not really going to come out on top. So there's definitely a lot of risk with all these companies. And, Look, well, I'm not comparing weed to the internet in the 90s, but a vast majority of those companies do not exist anymore um, that existed in the 90s. And, you know, we definitely could see that here um, in the cannabis industry. Um, um, one question there was, was any insight on the industry's pain point of not being able to accept credit cards? Oh, yeah. um, definitely is, a, I would say, an issue. Um, something that they'll have to work towards. I think that the Secure Act will give us a little bit more guidance on that once you know the companies are able to work with the banks, um, specifically on a federal level. But um, you know, they a lot of them just get around it. Like they'll they'll charge you an ATM fee, like you're basically just pulling out cash, and they'll just like round it up to the next dollar or something. And it's basically the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And with I mean, with all the banks, there's so many banks that don't pay that will pay your ATM fee. So yeah. It makes it, it makes it substantially easier. Um, Where does that, the pot industry bank? If there's any point in buying into it now. 
they bank in cash a lot of times or yeah. like more regional banks sometimes. I mean, I, I think that this, this Moore's act that Kamala's putting out and, you know, may not all pass necessarily, but that's, I mean, that's going to be a game changer, right? Like these, we have, there's a lot of honest business owners that are making a good profit and they basically want to just have a normal business because they run a business that like helps people. And it's just why they can't put their money into federal bank yet the alcohol industry can that is way more dangerous it's just it, it's infuriating and so eventually that's going to be the that's going to be the opportunity and a lot of these business owners it's, it's going to help a lot it's it's inevitable yeah um totally and then uh someone asked what what's your favorite someone's asking what their favorite edible is <laughs> well i'm wearing a henry's hat so that's kind of cool this there is actually you go. Hat. <laughs> henry's hat there you go <laughs> Uh, um, what else we have, uh, there's a, a shop over in LA called the genius brands, uh, run by a buddy of mine. Go check them out. Um, they've got some, a whole line of, of different edibles and, and things like that, as well as another friend of mine just launched another edible called her intimacy. Um, so that's, you know, we're, um, targeting women, obviously. So go check both of those out. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, where's Ross at? Uh, yeah question. sorry He's probably in a meeting <laughs> pro- pro- probably in a meeting he didn't answer the phone sorry i think uh, he actually is doing his own live stream on twitter uh, talking about cannabis companies or he might have have already yeah um trying to see we got him looking at don't get high off your own supply that sounds good <laughs> um so yeah i think i think we basically got most of them but look um Happy, happy 420. It's, it's, it's amazing how much things have changed and people are talking about it's, uh, it's Elon Musk day as well after the, the infamous 420 tweet. Uh, so, um, another question. Oh goodness. Yeah. Getting the weeds on, oh, getting the weeds on COVID. Okay. We, I, I, I think it is safe to say we are not out of the woods yet. Okay. Uh, this is a, this is something that's going to continue. Um, this is not something that we're completely out of. We still need to get way more testing. We're seeing pickup in cases in other places where we got started too soon. So look, this, this isn't stay home, yeah. you know, 420 is your thing and, and cameras is your thing. Stay home and do that. Yeah. Okay. Watch movies. You've Watch been doing movies. it for the last three weeks anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, no reason to rush and go out now. Take, Take care of the people around you. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, no one really knows how this is going to continue to develop. Um, so people that are saying, you know, that they understand where the market's going or exactly, you know, what's happening, they don't because this is a developing situation. We may reopen the economy. People may get sick again. We may delay that down the line. There's just too many unknown variables at that point. So, you know, continue to be nimble. Um, you know, make sure that you still have your guys' solid emergency fund. Um, and, and continue to dollar cost average. If you are looking at some of these opportunities, don't call in at once. Um, but this is, you know, definitely a sector to watch. Yeah. And ask us how we can help. I mean, this is, we're having daily conversations back and forth of what's going on. And the fact is, it's changing day to day. And and what we got to always remember is the market isn't looking at what's happening today. The market is looking at what thinks it's going to be like a year from now. Right. And so market over the past couple of weeks, assume Corona isn't as bad as it would be. Uh, and you know, if all of a sudden news gets bad again, it's going to be looking to the future and it could be challenging. So 
you know, 20 million probably unemployed right now. Don't know the exact number, but um, yeah, it's just, it, it's hard for a lot of people. Um, and it's going to be hard. We're, we're not completely through it. So. Well, thanks guys. And yeah, feel free to reach out if you guys have any questions. Uh, my email is Brett, B-R-E-T-T at GerberKawasaki.com or feel free to just DM me on here. Always happy to chat or be a resource. You could also follow us on Twitter. Um, my handle is at Trades. We put out a ton of content on there compared to Instagram. Um, and Ben, your info? Yeah, Ben at GerberKawasaki.com. Ben Dunbar, GK, Twitter handle. Um, also, if you caught the end of this, we'll probably repost this on Spotify so you can follow Gerber Kawasaki on Spotify and yeah, um, message us. We're here to help. We're always happy to chat. Um, even if it's just a little bit about markets, what's going on. Thanks all for tuning in. See you guys. See ya.